Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Church at Home. Church at Home is sponsored by the Christian Biblical Church of God, and we are dedicated to restoring original Christianity for today and the truth of the Bible. Now, we need to understand the Bible is the Word of God. It is true. However, there are those out there who take parts of the Word of God and create their own following and so forth. Who is the real Jesus? How can we find out? Was he a man? Was he a man possessed by an angel? How did he come to the earth the first time? And he says he's coming again. So how is he coming the second time? Now, it's not going to be an easy task for those who don't want to search the Word of God and search it thoroughly. Now, here in Matthew 24, Jesus said in verse 23, that if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, because they're going to say, oh, this one's a Christ. Now, you're going to see some clips that show there are men today who claim that they are Christ. Did they come from heaven? The man who claims he is Jesus Christ. Only his name is Moses. Moses Tongwane. But he says, like his namesake, he has spent years in the wilderness and has been resurrected as the Son of God. No, I will never die as God gave me as a command. Songwana's beliefs are already attracting a following. One of his disciples is 84-year-old Paul Sibia. He says he and many of those living in the compound are on government grants. Sibia gives his entire monthly pension to Tlongwane. I'm a pensioner. However, I don't use it to support my wife, but I give it to the King of Kings as a financial boost. Sibia has abandoned his wife of 41 years to move into the compound. Alfin Sibia says she is now destitute and lonely. We were happily married all these years, but my husband decided to dump me for his religious convictions. When I asked him why, he told me it was the sacrifice he needed to make for his soul. Another of the disciples is 14-year-old Mfithaga Lombata. She dropped out of school in grade 6 and is now tasked with recruiting other pupils. Like all of Tlongwana's followers, she is convinced he is the son of God. The disciples say their mission is to get the whole world to acknowledge Tlongwane as the legitimate Jesus Christ. Did God send them? Do they speak the words of God? All of those questions are important. He is there. Do not believe it. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets. Now notice what he says here. Because if they do something spectacular, that doesn't mean they're from God. And they shall present great signs and wonders 
in order to deceive, if possible, the elect. Behold, I foretold it to you. So who's responsible to prove it? God or you? Since he told you ahead of time, you're responsible. Therefore, if they say, come and see, he's in the wilderness. Do not go forth. Come and see, he's in the secret chambers. Do not believe it. Because the second coming of Christ is not the coming of another man. But the Lord Jesus Christ in power and in glory, and it's going to shake, as we will see, the heavens and the earth. So we've got to be prepared. For as the light of day, which then is the sun, which comes forth from the east and shines as far as the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, let's look at how we test the false prophets. We're going to see how you can tell whether a person is from God or not, and then how you can tell about what is said that reveals whether they're sent from God or not. In Australia, 54-year-old Alan John Miller claims to be Jesus Christ. Actually, he was just plain old Alan John Miller until sometime in 2003, when he had a flood of memories pour into his brain that convinced him he was the Savior. Then he started, or continued, with his spiritual teachings. He was married, had two children, then divorced. Soon after that, old memories came back. Really old memories, like 2,000 years ago. He now operates a website called The Divine Truth with his new wife, Mary Magdalene, and they ask for donations, which they say are non-refundable. Back in 1979, in Brasilia, Brazil, Alvaro Thies started fasting. During that time, he said, he received a divine message through a voice in his head. He then gave up his name and took on a new one, Inri Christo. The Inri, I-N-R-I, is the Roman inscription above Jesus' head on the cross in many illustrations. He has now often pulled through the area on a cart with a cross by his 12 disciples, three men and nine women, and they all live in a compound surrounded by barbed wire and an electric fence. He's renamed the city of Brasilia, New Jerusalem. He told a photographer working with National Geographic that he's been celibate since that 1979 fasting, and he channels his unused sexual energy to communicate with God. Back in Australia, Another man claims to be Jesus, and even says that his face is a carbon copy of what is believed to be Jesus' face in the Shroud of Turin. Brian Marshall is about 73 now, and because of what he claims the resemblance in the Shroud, he's convinced he's Jesus. He said he even got a letter from Pope Benedict referring to him as Jesus Christ reincarnated. Pastor Apollo Quiboloy is possibly the most successful of the self-labeled saviors of the world. He said he realized he was Jesus on April 13th of 2005. Before that, he was just a regular run-of-the-mill evangelist in the Philippines. Then, that April day, he said God appointed him Christ on earth. He preaches that he is the model of Christianity, and if more and more people follow him and do as he does, the world will gradually turn back into the Garden of Eden. 
Now, right here in Matthew 24, the very first thing that Jesus warned about. Now, this is the Olivet Prophecy for the end times, starting back then and going all the way to the return of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Be on guard so that no one deceives you. Have you been deceived? Do you think you know God? Have you proved that you know God? Have you proved who the real Jesus is and what his word and message is and what he wants you to do? What have you been doing with your life? God's going to hold you responsible. All right, let's read on. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, how are you going to know them? How are you going to understand them? Let's see what Jesus said. Let's come back here to Luke 6. Very short, but absolutely true. Now, there are many people out there who profess Jesus. And they say, know the Lord, brother, know the Lord, sister, or I'm born again. Now, if you believe you're born again, you better write in for our booklet, Born Again and Born of God, because it doesn't mean anything like fake Christianity says that they think it means. So you need to know. You email, you write, or you phone, and we'll send it to you. Now listen to what Jesus said. Luke 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not practice what I say? Huh? Think about that. That's why you have to know, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus teach? What did he mean? What days did he keep? What days did the apostles keep after being taught of Jesus Christ? Now let's come to Matthew 7. Let's see something else, because this is really important to understand. And this is how you check out whether they are from God or not. You go to the Word of God. You read what Jesus said. You read what the apostles said. Let's pick it up here in verse 21, Matthew 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. There are a lot of people that do. You can turn on Daystar, TBN. You can turn on Sunday morning, church services. A lot of people say, Lord, Lord, with beautiful music and beautiful costumes and beautiful works and wonderful, and they read out of the Bible, and everybody's happy and cozy and comfortable. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'll never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. But do they tell you what to do in the way that God wants you to do it? See? Now, you're going to be surprised 
Remember what we read? I want you to connect this with what we read about those who say that he's in the field, he's, he's here, he's there, he's not, and they do great signs and wonders. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who is doing, and that means living by and practicing, the will of my Father who is in heaven. Someone's going to say, well, how are we going to know what the will of God is if he's in heaven and we're here on earth? Very simple. He sent the real Jesus Christ to tell us what we are to believe and how we are to live. And that's how. He sent the message. So the question to you becomes, have you read the Bible lately? Do you read it regularly? Do you believe what it says? Huh? Let's go on. Many will say to me in that day, that's the day of judgment, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy through your name? Oh, the wonderful name of Jesus. And did we not cast out demons in your name? Now, that's something, isn't it? Have you seen demons cast out? Seeing is believing, right? And did we not perform many works of power through your name? Did great things. Huh. Remember what Jesus said. Don't believe them. So here's what Jesus will say to them. And then I will confess to them. Now ask yourself the question. If you say you know Jesus, are you willing to take this test? And are you willing to act upon it? See, God doesn't want just profession. Say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I have sinned. I confess that I have. Sinned. I open the door to my heart. I open the door to my Lord heart. Jesus. Lord Jesus, come inside. Come inside. Be Lord of my life. And be Lord of my life. Wash away. Wash away. Every sin in my life. I declare. I declare that I am faithful. That I am and loyal. Lord, to you, to you, and I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you will take care. That you will take care of my situation. Of my situation. My trust is in you. My trust is in you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I will be faithful. I will be faithful from this moment onwards. From this moment on, and I will look to you. And I will look to you all the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I thank you. And I thank that you. I will walk. I will walk in the blessing. In the blessing. Amen. Amen. Wow, with your hands still lifted up. Oh, the praise of God. Very strong here. Give me some anointing oil quickly, quickly, quickly. See, God doesn't want just profession. He wants action and spiritual work based on the Word of God and His commandments. Notice, I will confess to them, I never knew you. Oh, but Lord, we prayed to you all the time. Did you keep Sunday? Well, yes, we were faithful in Sunday. Well, that's not part of the Ten Commandments. 
you have been a false preacher saying that Sunday is the day. It never, never was. Now then, if you want some material on that, you write to us. We'll send you the Sabbath Sunday controversy written by Cardinal Gibbons, a Roman Catholic cardinal, showing to the Protestants in 1893 that every place in the New Testament where it mentions the first day of the week does not constitute Sunday worship. And he says very clearly, and he challenges them, and he says, why do you keep saying you follow the Bible, but you keep Sunday when it doesn't say Sunday keeping is of God? Sunday keeping is of the Roman Catholic Church, a Roman Catholic institution. So question, if you keep Sunday, are you a Protestant or are you a Catholic? Now, what if you say, oh, I'm a Christian? Well, how about this? What days does the Catholic Church sanction? Halloween, Christmas, Easter, New Year's, all of that. Do you keep those days? You're a Catholic. You're not a Protestant. You are utterly deceived. So I recommend you get out your Bible and really start getting into it. And by the way, you need to Bible the Holy Bible in its original order, a faithful version, which really brings out the Word of God. Truth. See, because that's what we're dedicated here on Church at Home and Christian Biblical Church of God. The truth of God, the truth of God, the truth of God, and nothing but the truth of God. No traditions of men. Did we not perform many works of power through your name? Now notice what Jesus is going to answer them. This is the key, and this is the key that you need. Then I will confess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work lawlessness. Huh. What is lawlessness? Don't they say the law is done away? Isn't that lawlessness? Now notice what you have to do. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and practices them, I will compare him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Now then, ask the question. Who is the real Jesus? That's important. We just read some of the words that he gave. But who is he? Let's come to John, the first chapter, the Gospel of John, the very first chapter, and it answers that question in the first couple of verses in chapter 1. There is no doubt. Now, men like to give their interpretation of it to try and take away from the fact of what it says. So let's read it. It's the Word of God, inspired by God, and let's believe it and apply it correctly. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. Now the beginning, that goes clear back to Genesis 1.1, correct? Yes. In the beginning was the Word. That's another name for Jesus. Because he brought the Word of God, 
and we will see that he was also the Lord God of the Old Testament. It's going to say it right here in just a minute. And the Word was with God. Now, that's the Father. Notice this. If you've got a Bible, underline it. This is telling you who the real Jesus is. And the Word was God. Huh. He was God. And we will see that's before he became flesh. He was in the beginning with God. There they were. New Testament shows God the Father and Jesus Christ. Now, in the Old Testament, you have the Lord God and the Most High. The Most High from the Old Testament became the Father of the New Testament, and the Lord God of the Old Testament became Jesus Christ, who is Lord of the New Testament. Okay? Well, that's exactly what it is. There are many scriptures to back it up, but let's go on. All things, now when we come to all, two words I want you to always circle. All and if. Now, all means every single one. If are the conditional statements which we, as human beings, must fulfill toward God. I'll just mention one. We'll come back to it later. Jesus said, if you love me, keep the commandments, namely my commandments. Now, if you don't keep his commandments, you don't love him. doesn't matter what you think in your heart. So remember, circle all. All things came into being through him, and not even one thing that was created came into being without him. Every single thing. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Paul writes in Acts, the 17th chapter, that in God, every human being lives and moves and has their being. That's you, whether you're converted or whether you're an evil person. You exist because of God. And every breath of air that you breathe and every drop of water that you have and every morsel of food that you eat, God has created. Now, men come along and prepare it in different ways and send the water in pipes and in bottles and in jugs and in trucks and so forth. But God created the water. And look, there's more water on the surface of the earth than there is land. All things came into being through him. Everything that exists. So you don't play tinker toys with God. Let's come down here to verse 14. And let's see what it says about who the real Jesus, when he came in the flesh, was. And we will look and see how he came. Verse 14. And the word who was God, became flesh, 
who was Jesus Christ. And tabernacle, that means temporarily dwelt among us, and we ourselves beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten with the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, how was he made flesh? We find in the Old Testament, we find many prophecies about the first coming of Jesus Christ. And the very first prophecy of a coming Savior is in Genesis 3, after the sin of Adam and Eve and Satan, the devil. He prophesied that he would come and be the Savior of the world. However, remember this. He couldn't come until the set time of God because God has a plan that he's working out step by step by step by step. Now, if you want to really get into the Bible, and if you really want to see where all the Christianity of this world has completely missed the whole thing, you write for our book. It's a big, thick book, and we have CDs to go along with it, and it's entitled, God's plan for mankind revealed by his Sabbath and holy days. Now you might say, oh, I never heard of those. Those must be Jewish. No, they are God. Those are his days. So if you've never heard of it and you don't know about it, now why are you here then? Why were you born? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Huh? What is your life? What are you going to do with it? God gave it to you. Are you willing to come to him on his terms? Now you go to our segment, Come to God His Way. And that's through repentance, and that's through coming to God, and that's through having your sins forgiven through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. See? because he did come in the flesh. And that was quite a thing that God had to do. And when you understand what God did and the fullness of it and the magnitude of it and how absolutely marvelous that that was when he came in the flesh, is going to be astonishing to you that God would do this because... He loves the world. Let's read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish. Now that's conditional. Huh. You know what the conditions are? Well, we've got lots of segments which covers that but may have everlasting life. Now, we already have seen that lawless ones are not going to enter into the kingdom of God. Correct? Didn't we see that? And didn't we see that Jesus said, Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? Isn't that correct? And didn't Jesus say, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God? but the one who is doing the will of my Father who is in heaven? That's why you need to study your Bible. That's why you need all the material that we have that we send at no cost. 
The only thing we need a donation for is for the Bible because it's so expensive and so big. But that will help you. So in the next segment, we're going to find out how did God become a human being? So until next time, this is Fred Colder saying, thank you for inviting me into your home. So until next time, so long, everyone.